You're listening to Swipe East, Swipe West, where we dive into the dating differences from coast to coast. I'm your host, Ashley Davis. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Swipe East, Swipe West. I am your host, Ashley, and this is the dating podcast focusing on differences from coast to coast. You can find us on Instagram at Swipe East, Swipe West. Well, I hope everyone has had an amazing week. On last week's episode, we had guest Annika from Waterloo, Ontario, member of Gen Z who just graduated college. So we talked about a variety of different topics um, from a Gen Z and millennial perspective. And it really gave me a flashback to um, my college experience because we didn't have social media. We didn't have dating apps. Um, dating and hookup culture was very different. And I went to a very small school in middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania. And when I went to bars, like I wasn't really meeting people there was more so re-engaging with people from class and there was definitely a lot of dating and relationships at my school but also a lot of hookups and I think it was just really dependent on the person so for example I was definitely a fuck girl probably still am um, and I never wanted a relationship it was definitely never good timing for me I studied abroad I was graduating I you know was acclimating to school um, so I would meet guys um, that probably were looking for similar things and if they weren't I made it clear I wasn't so you know it was kind of interesting to hear her perspective and how you know you were meeting people on different mediums who were looking for different things whereas back when I was in school at least at my college it was kind of a crapshoot you kind of had to figure it out as as you went so that was you know definitely something I reflected on after last week before we dive into this week's episode just quick life update so back in July before I went to Italy I was out at a bar um, in Long Beach met a couple guys got their numbers um, and or they got my number and didn't expect anything of it, um, especially, you know, just given the culture here, you kind of give your number and never hear from people again. They actually both reached out to me. So we'll see how that goes, um, you know, kind of dabbling here and there. But I don't know, maybe something will happen. Um, it's kind of going against everything I believe in because um, they both have California area codes, but they seem nice. So it's something that I'm learning is that A lot of, you know, what we've been talking about on the show about Californians or L.A. um, men, it's not necessarily people that are from here. I think the city attracts a a certain type of person. So people could be transplants that still fit into this mold of, quote, people from L.A. Um, So a lot of people that are actually from here that I've met and become like good friends with men and women don't fit into this mold. A lot of them do, but some of them don't. So that's something that I'm, I've been learning as well. So I'll definitely keep you updated on um, how the conversations go, but that's my life update. Switching gears to this week's episode, I have a friend joining me that I actually met here. Um, so she's American, but she has ties to the UK and actually spent uh, most of her adulthood in London. So she's coming on um, to talk about her experience both dating in, in London as well as in LA and comparing those um, differences and similarities. What I'm excited to talk to her about is I know I've been describing LA um, throughout the podcast as you know a relationship city and I think I want to change that term to more so broad dating especially after talking to her um, because most of my experience a lot of my friends has been more 
dating for relationships um but she's had a lot of um series of unfortunate events with just fuck boys um one night stands or guys looking for that when that's maybe not necessarily what she wants um so definitely going to be exploring a lot of the fuck boy side of la um talking about you know standards of beauty and how you know definitely nothing wrong with girls that want to wear a lot of makeup i'm jealous of those who know how to contour and have the patience for it but there's definitely um you know people are treated differently whether you do or you don't money is a thing here um you know talking about those differences social media you know and some other topics as well so excited to get her perspective and have that dialogue today Okay, and this week I have my good friend Alexis with me. Hello, Alexis. Hello, hello. How are you doing? You know, all is well over here. And you are currently in Detroit right now, right? At your parents' house? I am indeed, darling, yes. (laughs) Darling. Darling. (laughs) Cool. So I met Alexis out in LA through some mutual friends, and I I had met you like like once or twice, like briefly, but we didn't really talk. And then I met our mutual friend, Ed, and he kept like bringing up this girl, Alexis. And he he like thought we were already friends. And he was like sending selfies one night to you. And I was like, she doesn't really know me, but sure, I'll, I'll send I'll send selfies to you. I thoroughly enjoyed those selfies. And without those selfies, then the, every Thursday night crew wouldn't have ended up happening. So thank you, Ed. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's all thanks to Ed because then we went to wine night and we shared that that car ride together and now we're we're besties. <laughs> we're besties, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I know. I mean I met you and I like I loved your style. I was like, oh she's one of me, you know? But then it was COVID. It was COVID. So like I I was just being a creep and I know the opposite to creep, not talking to anyone and like staying far away. And then like I think my mom came to visit me and then she left and then ed said that selfie and so me and mariam were like oh my god we need to go out because we like totally quarantined for her for like a month and didn't see anyone and then our wild things were coming to the wine nights and meeting you guys (laughs) (laughs) hey those wine nights would get wild on on the roof they got pretty wild not gonna lie and you know with that wine night we ended up going to miami so okay I know. I'm so mad. I still didn't go. I should have gone on that trip, but yeah, you should have. It was fun. Yes. Next time I won't say no. I promise. Never say no. That's my philosophy. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It's a good one. But I, so I know you moved to LA during COVID, right? From London. Yes. Oh, yes. That was okay. So I actually moved to LA, not fully, but like partly because. I was visiting and then I got stuck there from the first lockdown, but also because I just like desired a huge change because I just broke up with my then boyfriend of almost four years. And like, you know, it was like a pretty serious relationship. Like we spoke about like getting married, we lived together, blah, 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 blah. (laughs) And before that, like, I had another serious relationship for three and a half years. It's always around the three and a half mark that something goes on in my head. But um, yeah, so I just realized like all of my 20s, I was in like a very serious relationship. And I like London just, yeah, I don't know. I just needed to escape London. I love London. Like one day I'll move back. But I'm definitely happy I got stuck in LA because... I would have never, you couldn't have paid me to come back to America before, honestly. It's so stupid now, but yeah, I was never coming back. 
so can you talk about just for everyone? So you were in London for grad school, right? Or were you there even before that? No, I went, I, I did like the high school, all of my twenties. I like, I moved there. I finished high school in England. Like I finished high school here, but then I did the English version of high school too. And then I did my undergrad, my master's and my PhD in London. Like I was there for 12 years. Oh, shit. And before that backstory, my parent, my mom and my grandmother and my granddad are all English. So I have an English passport. So like I always went there visa free because I never had to worry. And um, I had more family in England than I did in America. So it was like super easy for me to leave. But yeah, I did leave the day I turned 18. Shoom, I, I, I was out of here. So had you been to L.A. before you got stuck here? No, I came straight from London. I took the last flight. Basically, like I, like I said, I broke up with my relationship. So then I didn't want to be in London. So I had this residency plan for four months in Amsterdam. And then when that got canceled, I already planned on not being in London. Like my mind was not to stay in London. I needed a break. And so that got canceled. And my friend Miriam just had visited me in London in January. And we, I joked about coming to L.A., and so then I, <laughs> I called her and I was like, look, like COVID's not a thing there. Cause at the time, no one was talking about COVID in America. How silly was I? <laughs> Who knew what was going to happen? But like, yeah, COVID wasn't a thing there. Like it was just raging in Europe. I already wanted to get out of London. Boris was like, keep calm and carry on. Like nothing was happening <laughs> with the virus. So I was like, fuck this. And so I booked the last, I like packed up my whole entire room in one day. <laughs> Oh, and my friend had COVID in our house, we thought, but we didn't know how contagious it was. So like, this was all so minute. Now it seems really irresponsible, but like at the time I just didn't know that I had to quarantine. And so everyone around me was dropping like flies of COVID. So I was like, oh my, oh my God. God, I'm getting out of here. <laughs> and so I was like, escape mission. Like no one was wearing masks at the time. I had like goggles on. I had like things wrapped around my face. It just so happened to be the last day before Trump banned all flights from Europe. So like the flight was oh my God. horrible. Like there's so many cops on it. Everyone from Europe was flying from London. So like, oh, that mission was so insane. But yeah, I came to visit my friend. I like took it really seriously. When I got here, I quarantined for two weeks because I saw like in the airport like the seriousness of all of this i got here i quarantined for two weeks like she was like feeding me food from the door like <laughs> <laughs> oh insane. my god and then yeah then america like went down in lockdown like la went in lockdown i think like four days after i arrived so then things got pretty serious here and then i mean after being so vitamin d deprived from the sunlight in london for almost 12 years of my life the sunshine in LA was like glorious and my friend was just with her son and you know so she was like she enjoyed my company I enjoyed her company and it was just all all as well we survived the pandemic together and now you have no desire to go back to London no no I do have a desire to go back to London but um my life in London will always be there like my friends I love dearly like if I wanted to move back tomorrow, I could. It's as easy as just jumping on a plane and and going. Like I have enough network and connections there where like, yeah, it's not like a scary jump. But because I ended up by accident spending so much of my life in LA now, I feel like I never really got to experience the city. 
because it was I was in the pandemic the whole time everything was locked down and I just want to like you know make my network and connections here so at least one year I mean I just signed a lease for one year so we'll see (laughs) yeah no I I felt the same way because I moved here from Philly and I just wanted to try I mean definitely not the same situation as you but I was like I just want to try something new get some sunshine like a different environment. And I didn't think I'd stay here more than two years. And then COVID hit and everything was shut down. And I, I still did like some stuff, like I was outdoors and I met some people, but I felt like I didn't, like I missed out on like 90% of the things I wanted to do because we were in lockdown. It just like, it just not, it's not the same. Like it's not the same experience as yeah. if things were open. For sure. For sure. And also like being stuck in America, America for so long, like made me appreciate things about this country that I forgot about and also the nature and the land that we have like the geography of America is beautiful and one thing that I was very fortunate with the lockdown was when it got really bad in LA me and my friend Miriam and her son just jumped in a car and went on a massive road trip across the country and yeah it made me fall in love with the our country (laughs) because the nature parks are so beautiful and that's another reason why I love LA so much is the nature like the ocean the mountains like waking up and going on a hike is like so liberating I love it okay so I know you know you're here in LA now you're starting to appreciate America more um, but you did spend most of your time and adult life, especially your 20s over in London. Um, And while you had a boyfriend or boyfriends most of that time, like what was that like living there during that time? And especially like dating during that time? Like I, I studied abroad in the UK out in Norwich for only one year though in college. So I definitely have some perspective, but definitely interested to hear like what you thought it was like, um, especially coming back to the US um, in LA, because I know you've been dating a little bit um, out here, but I know definitely not to the same you know extent, I'm sure, back, back in over the pond. Yeah. So I was in a relationship all my 20s, but like, I don't believe monogamous relationships are for everyone. <laughs> and I don't think I'm a monogamous person. So even though I was in a serious committed relationship. It was an open relationship just because for me personally, I don't think sexuality is a life, a light switch that just turns on and off. Like I love my boyfriend dearly and wanted to marry him, but it was open. No one really did anything, but it's just the point that there was freedom to do it. So, um, dating, I don't know. Like I didn't really realize the difference until I came here actually, because here we're like very much more conservative in ways actually. And, like, very much more traditional. Like, people just in general get married a lot younger here. There's more pressure here to, like, find the one. When you say here, do you mean L.A. or U.S. as a whole? I don't know. I can't generalize U.S. Well, maybe I can generalize U.S. Because then everyone in my high school is married with kids. Like, I'm not trying to say a generalization from Detroit, yeah, but, like, also in Mm -hmm. Chicago and stuff. Okay. I'm not trying to like generalize even though I am, but just like I have a lot more American friends, whether they're through work or school or just like social circles that are married here. I'm 29 and like thinking about having kids. And I think I know like one person out of my social circle in England, work circle that is married that just got married a month ago. Um, And that's because her girlfriend is like six years older. Anyways. I just like this is my personal view. I could be wrong, but I just think we're like a little bit more conservative. So I just, yeah, I'm generalizing. I shouldn't generalize. 
but it's just like so standard to go out for dates here and like you don't pay for dinner which I think like women like that but for me I feel when you don't pay or like when it's just standard for women to not pay there comes a price (laughs) you know like it just there's more things that are like expected of you and I guess there's like pros and cons of that yeah so that's that's really interesting you're saying that because so taking a step back to dating relationship traditional thing I definitely think in LA there's definitely people going on a lot of dates and relationships I thought though when I was in Norwich I felt that a lot too at least that was like when I was in college though like there was definitely people going out and like having a good time but I definitely felt like there was a lot of people also like in relationships and I have a lot of friends that are married but they weren't like they were from all over the place like they were from like they weren't in London like I know you were in London right like in like a big metropolitan city so I don't know if maybe it's like a city culture thing versus like people from like Colchester but maybe you're right yeah maybe you're right though because like I was in a relationship most people I know were in relationships they just there was never a thought of being married but I guess like if you're gonna compare London to LA like LA you can't even like I w- I've been told like relationship and love is non-existent as a joke but like yeah people are like good luck <laughs> you know and so I kind of <laughs> just gave up but I never thought about that like I'm not sure <laughs> I don't really even remember the question now yeah. but yeah <laughs> yeah no I was just asking like what you felt like the biggest differences were but yeah I feel like I don't know I feel like a lot of people in LA date because I always felt like even before like the few months I had before COVID it was just an isolating city and it's just like so big and everyone's kind of like looking for something from you and it's so fake that people kind of focus in on relationships more to find like that person so but I also think that they dive into like maybe relationships the the wrong word like we called it love bombing before but you almost have these like flings that are super intense for like two weeks that act like a relationship but then they kind of like die and then it's like they fizzle out and move on yeah I don't know that that's been like my experience so far but I don't date a ton because I hate everyone I meet here so yeah I mean I grew up like I was also raised I don't know for me it's like I can I when everyone asked me like to separate the two like UK versus USA it's always really difficult for me because like I have both perspectives as in like I was raised here and raised there so like it's just a little confusing you know but from my perspective all I realize is that like for sure people definitely date more in in LA like dating apps are a bigger thing I think that's simply because like you don't meet anyone on the road like you're always in your car so unless you're like meeting someone at a bar you have to be on the dating apps like I don't know what people did before dating apps existed where in England like you're just like more likely to or in London I shouldn't generalize a whole more likely to like run uh, run into people like out because you're simply like on the road so they're walking or like riding a bike or taking a bus or being on public transport on the tube and then like pub culture is a huge thing where you're not necessarily going to get like fucked up but like you're just sitting chilling having a roast you know so yeah LA is definitely isolating in the sense that like you're constantly in a car stuck in traffic (laughs) yeah going out partying I mean I don't really have I haven't I haven't seen the other version of LA that I really want to start exploring 
now that things are open like the art scene and like just culture I don't know like I haven't got to experience LA's culture yet yeah that brings up a good point because I feel like I've had more luck meeting people friends even friends and like potential suitors like at events whether it be like concerts even or like underground events I feel like people are just like more willing to talk to you there versus like a bar Um, or a lot of times like at bars it's kind of just like superficial or that's when it's like more of like a hookup type of thing though recently I did get two guys numbers at a bar and they did both text me which is rare and did not ask for my Instagram so I was very but impressed you never <laughs> know what's gonna come out of those text messages I know it's true but uh, yeah but I think I don't know with events it's like and I was actually talking to my um my sister's mother-in-law <laughs> about this this weekend but I don't know there's just like something different because you're going to something and you you kind of have like it's showing you have a similar interest because you're at like an event and you're in the same room with like people and you probably have a mutual friend or connection in the room and someone can introduce you and I just feel like people are more open like I just went to a wine tasting event through like a a wine club my friends a part of and I didn't necessarily like meet a ton of people there that maybe I'll see again, but people were a lot friendlier, at least to my face. Actually, I did meet someone that lives in Long Beach, like around the corner from me. And now like we're connected. Um, but that that just doesn't happen as much at like a bar scene, yeah, for, sure. for sure. Yeah, I completely agree with you on that 100%. But yeah, so that's why like, I can't really make a distinction because I haven't really got to experience like any cultural events in LA yet because things have just opened up and I went away for work slash research so I want to ask you go back to something you said about like people go on dates here and you know women when they're going on a date with a, a guy they get they're expected they're expecting dinner to be paid for so is that not like a thing in the UK like are people splitting bills on like first dates or or women paying yeah. is that like a different type of culture yeah like- yeah I think so. I don't know. It's really hard because again, I was in such a serious relationship that I think I like forgot. And in my relationship, don't get me wrong, like he paid for a lot of stuff for me. And I thought that that was fair because he made more money than I did. And you know, you have to equal out the gender pay gap. (laughs) But um, I don't know. I've been on dates here and like no shade to them. Like I know they're just trying to be nice, but like I've literally got yelled at by trying to um, even suggest that I split the bill. They're like, no. <laughs> and like, of course, <laughs> it's, it's nice, I guess, you know, like, that's, that's nice to offer that and totally. Yeah. But um, I just don't ever recall being screamed at before offering to like split. I feel like as etiquette, the girl should normally like, offer but then the guy at least for the first date, you should offer. Yeah, you should always offer but then they should say no yeah exactly but then after that like you should split yeah but that's what i'm saying like, no, but Who now are you going out with <laughs> now we know that like but that's what i'm saying here is like you even said it yourself you offer but like you never split right. because that's just not doesn't happen and i actually recall that i got so used to that because i always do offer because i'm genuinely i'm happy to pay half the bill but even then, like, we don't offer to pay the bill for them on the first date. Like, do you see these things are just a little, <laughs> but um, I do remember I went on, I went on a date with, I don't know if I should say profession because then it will give it away. But like, he was very smart, very smart. And, <laughs> and he offered to split it. 
and I and I of course I split it, but then I was like, I got so used to these guys like saying no to me that I was like, what a cheap bastard. <laughs> Even though then I myself and be like, what are you doing, Alexis? Okay, I will say though, I think my personal opinion, everyone has their own. On a first date, honestly, whoever's asking the person out on the first date, I think should pay the bill and then after that yeah then after that like i think splitting is fine that's true actually because i've actually like i never because i was like i was like still in love with my ex-boyfriend and i just didn't even though i broke up with him (laughs) i was like not over him and i just didn't i wasn't like in a headspace a day i wanted to be single like i wanted to explore who i was as a person without anyone so i never really asked anyone on a date so i guess that would make sense because i was always being asked but I did, I shot, I shot my shot once. And then I did <laughs> offer to like bring all the things like to like make the date nice and like get sushi and stuff. And I was going to pay for everything. So that's true, actually. If you want to take the person on the date, then you should do, you should do the deeds. <laughs> but so again, yeah, you called me out for my generalization. No, I mean, I just, I don't know. That's just what I think etiquette is. And like, I don't know, like I have some friends, like they just want to be paid for all the time. And that's like their prerogative. But like to your point before, I just don't like, it makes me feel uncomfortable because then I I feel like I owe them something. And I don't want to feel like I'm owing someone something, especially with like some of the guys that we get out here. Because I don't ever, I just don't want to get stuck in a situation. Like that's always where my brain is going. Like, I don't want to go on like five dates. And they've paid for everything and then maybe I'm no longer interested and then it turns into like a thing. Like, I don't know. That's always where my head's at. Like, I feel like at that point, I'd probably pay for something. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But that's also like, like the last date that I went on, like, he was like really cool, actually. He's super smart. Like, I love smart people, if you can't tell. And he was the one that yelled at me for even offering to split. And then like, he wanted to hang out a lot but you would never let me pay. Some women would love that. But then I was just like, I don't know how I feel about you because you're being like really intense right now. And I've been so used to being alone and you're like wanting to hang out with me 24 seven, like cling on to me when we are out. And I don't like that. So like, I'm taking a step back. I don't want to kiss you yet. Like, I don't want to do anything. I just want to like a moment to chill. But then I had to like distance myself because I'm like, if you don't let me pay for anything, but like you're not letting me work my mind to see whether like I like you or not. Then it puts me in this weird position where I feel like I'm using you even though I'm not, you know? Well, no, but that's the, that's the whole problem is because then you feel like I'm using you and then it puts you in like, it kind of like, it's like mind games on you. And then if you say like, you're not interested, then they almost flip it back that like they feel used because they've been paying. And it just comes this like money game. And like, depending on who the guy is and like what they do, it's, I don't know, it just gets messy. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, also that's their fault. Like that's, that's me and you overanalyzing and overthinking and being too empathetic. Like I offered, if you don't, if you literally yell at me, like there's nothing I can do about it. And also, I guess now that I've like learned about the culture here, yeah, and how that's like the thing, I th- actually think I would start getting offended. <laughs> so really, I'm just a massive. <laughs> true, <kid>. true. <laughs> What's with LA guys always yelling at girls? Like, oh, really? I mean, that was the only time I've been yelled at. No, that I lie. That's <gasps> not true. This guy's not an LA guy. Oh my god. 
So every every guy that I talk to that I go on dates with, they always make it a point. Like, I don't know if this is their pickup line or something, but they're like, oh, my God, you're so not like classic L.A. girls. And I'm like, what does that even mean? <laughs> and they're like, oh, you know, they're just like always after just money, 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 money. And like, they don't really care. They just want money. And I'm like, hmm, interesting. Because like, this is not, this is not one, not two, but maybe like five people that have said this. And I went on all of a date, but like eight with eight people. You know, it's mostly, they, they mostly say this. And I'm like, what? That's really like, that's crazy. Because all the women that I've known in LA are like, not your like stereotype things that you see on TV. But I realize what comes with that is like, maybe there is that culture. I don't know. Like, I always say you're lying and I don't believe you just because like I'm a woman's woman. <laughs> but <laughs> what I have realized from, again, my only my personal perspective is that if men think that they like really try to show off their like cash flow and talking about yelling, <laughs> this guy wasn't from LA, but he was from Laguna Beach. <laughs> That's even worse. <laughs> And so like, oh my God, he, I was, he wanted to pick me up and like, I was like, no, I'm going to drive myself. I don't know you. I'm not going to get in a car with someone I just met off the internet. Sorry. You know, you have to have some like safety issues with us when we're meeting people off the internet. Anyways, I'm driving to Laguna Beach because like he insisted I go to this beautiful restaurant. It wasn't that beautiful, but whatever. (laughs) He was just like you know, showing this stuff off and like that stuff doesn't work with me. Like, I don't care about that. If you're doing it straight away, like, I just don't like it. Anyways, I'm like almost there. He called me and he's like, Hey, can you like come to my house first? And then we can drive together. And I'm like, no, (laughs) I would have let you come pick me up. You know, like what? And so then like, he's yelling at me, literally screaming at me. And I'm like, this is the biggest red flag. I have no filter, right? I'm like, this is the biggest red flag ever. Like, if you don't stop, I'm turning around. I don't care that I'm 10 minutes away. Like, what are you doing right now? And so then he stopped and he's like, okay, I'll meet you at the restaurant. I'm going to be late. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. <sighs> so I get there. He's not late. He calls me and I'm like, I, in the front of the restaurant about to go in. And he's like, where are you? And I'm like, outside the restaurant. He's like, oh, I didn't see you. Like, come meet me. And I'm like, what do you mean, come meet me? I'm at the restaurant. He's like, no, 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 come here. I have to show you something. <laughs> long story short i walked to the ballet he has his fucking suicide doors open he's just like chilling in his sitting like sitting in his car so i can see the inside (laughs) of his like classic i don't know some special like bmw that's only five in the world blah 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 oh my god are you kidding me (laughs) i'm like are you fucking stupid like if you just went to dinner with me and I walked past, I would have seen your car via the valet after. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know? And so, like, that stuff like that has happened so much where people are just, like, trying to show off their money. And I'm not sure if they think... Yep. I'm not sure, like, what has come first. Like, the chicken or the egg here. Because they're always like, oh, you're not... <laughs> but then they're, like, trying to literally buy you with their, like, material items. Yeah. I've said this before because I... Like I had an incident, yeah, just like where people have like tried to buy me like tickets or like be like, I can get you into this and I can get you into that. And honestly, sometimes I'm like, yeah, I want to go to that show. 
thanks. And then when they realize I don't like them back, I, it's been like, like screaming, like screaming at me. And I'm like, I'm sorry you offered me this thing. And I wanted to go like, I don't, I'm like, just because I'm taking that doesn't mean that you're getting this in return, but like, yeah, they think that they're, they're buying you with it. But I'm like you, like, I'm like, I'm not some LA girl that's trying to climb my way to the and you know what we shouldn't we also shouldn't generalize that yeah i just don't think all women are like that i just don't think all women are like that. they're not yeah and i don't know why they think that either because like i'm sure there's some but like the people at least the one people i surround myself with like aren't so i don't know if they're getting this from tv or like their group that they're surrounding themselves with but I mean, clearly some people are doing it because they continue to do it to other people, but like, it's not attractive. It's really not cute. Yeah. I think, (laughs) I think there's like a culture, like an unspoken culture, just like there's like an unspoken culture in LA versus like somewhere else in America to like, look the best that you can look for sure. There is, you know, and I don't care what people say. Like I have never been so insecure about the way that I look. Like I've never thought about like my looks like that. Like in, in England, I was just like, a pretty girl, you know? I was just pretty. <laughs> but like, in LA, yeah. It's, yeah, in LA, I literally like had to buy all new clothes and like redid like all my wardrobe because I, it, yeah, I just would go out and be like, I don't fit in. But it's funny you say that about England because I was, like I said, I was abroad. So I just like was out all the time and like, you know, had no money, you know, for being a college kid and just did whatever. And I was like, probably the, like the largest I ever was from like drinking and eating like different food and like wore the weirdest clothes to the point that I was cast on like a makeover dating show and got like the most men that I've ever gotten, like, you know, attracted to me wise in my life. So I'm like, what am I doing now? Should have stayed there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like success, ambition is important. Success and uh smart intelligence is important but like there is definitely america's america like we're a consumer culture right so there's definitely more pressure on money true material items here and then la is like the birthplace of hollywood glamour like beauty so there's for sure pressure more so here so i think like just as much as it sucks that like men have this pressure that they feel like they need to have loads of money to date women and like it must suck to like if you're going on dates like you know five four times a week and you're like expected to pay for every single one of them that must fucking suck i'm sorry but in the same way there's there's so much pressure on us to like look a certain way like i've literally like, I'm not very, I don't have any makeup on. Like, I don't do my nails. <laughs> you know, like, I don't, I'm not very, like, feminine, quote, unquote, in that respect. And, like, people have said stuff, you know? And I'm like, what the fuck? This has never happened. Really? Like, what? Commenting on my nails? Like, what? They're never, like, disgusting. Like, they're always clean. But, yeah, no, I don't have fake nails. And, like, all my friends in London have fake nails. But, like, no one's, a man has never commented on that before. and like. I just, I can just tell, like, I don't know if it's in my head or not, but like when I'm stressed, for example, like I'm stressed. So I've like gained a little weight. I'm like a little curvier, but like, it does not, not go unnoticed in LA. Like people say things and it's just like, and you feel like, I feel like more invisible. I don't know. There's just more pressure for on women 100% to like keep up a certain lifestyle and being healthy is good, but like to look a certain way 
So as much pressure it is on men to like have to perform, it's also like on women in these very traditional stereotypical ways. So yeah, I don't know what to say about that. In London, it's just like, you are who you are. You like success, we like wealth, we like all this stuff, but there's not like the same pressure. No, I mean, I definitely there. I recall one time I was out in uh, Laguna Beach, actually, and a guy looked at my toenails and said I need I needed to get my nail polish fixed. And I was like, why are you staring at my feet? First of all, like, do you want me to send you a photo? Like, I'm going to charge you for it. But yeah, no, so I definitely have felt everything you said on that and especially like then first of all then also the nail culture like I don't understand like I just make I don't half the time mine are only painted because I was at a wedding honestly like I normally don't even bother and also I just want to say like and people are on Instagram like all these men on Instagram this well we'll get back to Instagram but like before we go on just about this beauty thing they're always like natural beauty is the way forward like I don't understand why all these women put all this makeup on and these filters on and blah blah and I'm like are you kidding me because again like look at me I have absolutely no makeup on like I only put makeup on and that's it but if I walk out like this you best believe I'm treated differently than if I put my lipstick on it's just a more of a fact so like how are you gonna have women like not be this natural beauty that you so you say you do but then you only treat people nice that are beautiful like what? <laughs> yeah, it works both ways. And beautiful is like people that have all the injections and like a thousand pounds of full makeup on. That's what yeah. I've noticed. That's yeah. what it's quantified as. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that. But that's what I I realize for certain people, for sure. No, but that's what I mean. I realize that like because like there's so much pressure to like have plastic surgery and like wear loads of makeup and blah 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 when I'm like going out like truly bare face like I am now I'm just not treated the same way (laughs) and like for some reason lipstick like really changes up my game like it just looks like I have a full face of makeup but I'm like damn like this is literally what pretty privilege is like LA really taught me what pretty privilege was because I get like a lot of things done for me I know that sounds so narcissistic but it is like people just like are so much nicer to me when I look prettier (laughs) and I'm like fuck like this city must be so hard to live in you know and I'm like thank you mom for my jeans but like wow and I don't mean to be like conceited but just like it made me really it really made me realize that like looks and attractiveness is a form of currency in the city and it's fucked up it is and I'm not saying that doesn't exist anywhere else but it's like on steroids in LA yeah no, I agree. Cause yeah. Cause even going back to like being in the UK, it, so I played rugby and I hung out, you know, with the like rugby guys, like when I would go out, but they were definitely, I mean, they were definitely, you know, trying to hang out with like the cheerleaders who always, you know, still had kind of what you were saying, you know, still had like full face of makeup, you know, the pretty girls, but like if there was pretty girls, like on our team that maybe didn't fit into like that stereotype of pretty, like people would still be, you know, attracted to hang out with us too. Like it wasn't like they were discluding groups of people because they didn't fit into a mold of like, of pretty and wearing the full face of makeup and doing things like they didn't care as much over there. I think they did care about you know, personality and banter and like who could keep up with them a little bit more depending again, depending on the person. So I just didn't like, I could go out in like a stupid oversized t-shirt and like bare face makeup and still talk to the same guys as the girl 
fully dressed to the nines. Yeah. Especially because I had an American accent. I had an advantage too, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a weird thing. I, yeah. There, I also had an American accent, so I didn't really realize that was like a thing <laughs> until I came back here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's very interesting, but I think like, it's not like that in the rest of the law of America. Like everyone makes a joke like, oh, I just need to go to the Midwest for a little bit. I'll find a boyfriend there, you know, or like I'll find a 10 there. It's just everyone in LA is really beautiful. And it's because there's this unspoken culture to like be the best that you can be, which is like a good and a bad thing. So I know you mentioned Instagram. So everyone is on dating app. I didn't, I didn't go on dating apps in England. Like people definitely go on them, but like I never went on a date on hinge tinder or bumble in england it was all in la and (laughs) i just realized that there's this culture of like you're talking to someone or you don't you're talking to them a little bit then they ask you for like your instagram friend request pops in they like like a million pictures maybe response respond to the story and like that's it like what like I don't what is this like I can't tell you how many times like if my Instagram is not on private I like open my Instagram and there's like some guy a new guy that has followed me and he's like like 20 of my pictures and like what am I supposed to do with that like I'm not responding to you (laughs) like I don't understand what you want me to do like like a picture back like if you want to talk to me talk to me this girl that I was just talking to told me apparently it's this new thing where guys will like like a picture a new one then an old picture and apparently it's a sign yeah. that they're interested because they're going through your profile and then you have to like a picture back yeah. and then they'll dm you and that's apparently the move and I'm like this is too much for me that's she was gen hilarious. z also so maybe I'm behind oh my god that's what I'm saying so for some reason I attract like 23 24 is like I can't help it these are the people that I'm attracted, like, <laughs> attracting. It's so, it's so annoying. This was in London too, I might add. Everyone was younger. It's my youthful looks. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Definitely. But no, no, no. But it's very annoying anyways. They like, they like a recent picture, but yeah, they like, they like the whole timeline. Like, I'm not lying. It's like 20 likes. And I'm like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this knowledge? Like, cool. You like my photos. Like, what you want me to like something back and so then I tried and I'm like I'm not liking 20 photos like I'm not stalking you sorry like I'll like the one picture I like and then that's it but I realized that I have so many people on my Instagram that I've connected with on like a dating app talked to for a bit and then nothing ever happened to it and I'm like why are you here (laughs) goodbye go away and it's just like I'm and on on whether to do this or not because like half of me likes to see the Instagram before I like go on a date with someone random off the internet because then I like know if they're legit or not and like they're not a creep kind of you can kind of tell or if they're not like a catfish but then half of me also wants to like never (laughs) never connect with anyone on Instagram that I don't know because it's fucking weird and I'm like sick of opening my Instagram and seeing 20 likes and me not doing anything about it and then it just keeps recurring with each new person that finds me and I'm like oh whatever I know I I hate the Instagram culture here I feel like whenever people ask for your Instagram it's just kind of like a cop out of getting a phone number and like I get it because I think to your point it makes sense to try and like 
is this person real? Are they legit? Like, especially from like an online dating app. But otherwise, I don't know. I think it's like a superficial, like if you don't actually know the person well and aren't like friends with them, like exchange of contact information, because they can kind of like passively check up on you, see what, what you're doing. Yeah, it's there's like good and bad things with that because like I'm definitely um, a face person. Like I memorize faces so easily, but names are just like a little problematic. So sometimes it's nice. Yeah. Program, so I, cause I meet so many people all the time. If I took everyone's number, how would I remember who's who? <laughs> like I save people's numbers. Very true. People's names in my phone book as like crazy things to remember them, like crazy names. And so like Instagram, makes it easier because their faces are there and you're like oh yeah that 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 person or that person but on the other side for sure i completely agree with you it's like we're like connected on on social media you can you're watching what i'm doing but like you're not making any moves and the funniest thing this is the thing that kills me the funniest thing is when you end up on someone's what's it called like the green stories what are the stories called like personal story private close oh close friends close friends when you end up yeah Yeah. when you end up on close friends and you've never met this person before i'm like why are you flirting with like this this is so weird like i don't know you why am i on your close friends (laughs) wait so when you're on the close friends are they when you're on the close friends are they is it like shirtless like mirror photos or something or is it just like random shit and you're just like on the close friends okay it's just random shit but like i'm on the close friends and I'm like, that's funny. There's like this one person yeah. that doesn't post anything. And so like, I think I've been removed from the close friends because like, I don't see anything anymore. <laughs> so I'm no longer a point of interest. I see whatever. But um, <laughs> it was funny. Like, and, and in that respect, it kind of works because I'm like, oh, like you're kind of doing cool things or like maybe I'm the only one in the close friends group because sometimes these messages feel really directed towards me or maybe you're talking to all of us girls the same way and we have the same you know it kind of works but I just think it's yeah. like a tactic well that's why I was asking like what they were posting because I immediately think of like snapchat like th- those private stories or whatever like is it are they like posting like sexy things or is it just like random shit because i've been on some close friends too but like of people i like have met like once or twice and i'm like that's kind of funny but my name but i guess yours too my our names start with a so sometimes i wonder if they're just like clicking people and they're just like oh there we are and we're like at the top of the list no this one was definitely like sometimes yeah sometimes i've definitely been on like close friends and maybe it was because I my name starts with A, I don't know. But like this one in particular I'm thinking about, like I matched with them, I think literally, literally on Tinder like a year ago. And like I never we the pandemic struck and like we never hung out. And then I'm like on your close friends, right? But then like it kind of worked because I was like bored in the pandemic. So like I like got interested in the things that they were posting. And like I think if you're in close friends, you're more inclined to watch a story because it's green. But like some of these some of these things are like, oh, sorry, I didn't respond to you. Blah, blah. And I'm like, what? Ew, what? <laughs> On a close friend. Weird. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's weird. That's weird. Yes. I, that's what I'm saying. It's like a little bit crazy. And then I'm like, damn, I've been removed from that co- close friends. Like there's been ones. <laughs> there's ones where like, I'm like at work, right? I see a story posted yeah. to close friends. 
and then I get distracted because I'm at work. I go back to watch it. Gone. I'm like, bitch, I've been removed. <laughs> I'm like, this people are taking it like so deep. <laughs> Funny. Damn. People are sensitive out here. People are sensitive. Yeah. People are real sensitive. Instagram politics. Weird. They're big out here too. There's been so many times that I've been like added and then like I'm posting too much or posting not enough. And then I'm like unfollowed and I'm just like, this is too much for me to keep oh up my with. God, yes. I've been unfollowed loads and followed loads. But like, that's because people are like looking for clout. And so they'll like, follow you yep. so that you follow them back and then they'll unfollow you like that happens that happens so many times like random ones i'm like yep i do not care bye yeah. <laughs> that, does that happen in london i feel like people over there like do not care about social media people for sure care about clout in london no you were just in they do yes for sure they do 100 they do Dang. maybe like not so much because like in la if you have like less than like 10,000 followers you're considered no one <laughs> but um yeah like I don't know people for sure clout exists everywhere unfortunately and people are only trying to do things for clout people are trying to climb the ladder for clout everywhere not just LA maybe not in small towns like Norwich but for sure in London but LA is just everything LA exists like everything else in the world just on steroids because it's the birthplace of like Hollywood the movies I don't know textbook story tales so like all the stereotypes are amplified that's fair so the guys in london then like how would you like describe them like in comparing like an la guy people expect me to pursue them more here like or at least that's what i've been told that like as a woman i don't know it's weird as a woman i've been told here that you like you like go get the men interesting i know i don't i don't know if i agree with that or not What's the comparison, like the differences in men? If you were describing like an LA guy to someone and then describing like a guy from London, like how would you describe them? Yeah, unfortunately, like I don't want to say that this is true because I really hope it's not. But I just don't think that my relationships that I've had in London would exist in LA. It's so sad, but I don't know. I know like a lot of my like really great girlfriends that just like want like a loving relationship and it's just like impossible to experience in LA like when when I come to think about it I don't really have any friends in relationships in LA because (laughs) they don't exist like from the stories that I've heard people will like pursue you pursue you pursue you and then when they get what they want aka sex poof disappear into the desert and in london again this is only my experience but like yeah i had really loving relationships and like there was only one person out of all my friends that had like a really problem getting in relationships and getting ghosted all the time and i used to think that it was maybe her because i had no idea about this ghosting culture and then you know i started experiencing it for myself and i was like damn so i think it's like less to do with like london versus la and more to do with like dating culture and how it's changed as like millennials have gotten older and gen z have come up with just like complete lack of communication like people just don't know how to communicate anymore and i'm not saying that's only gen z's like millennials are doing it too and i'm sure even like fucking boomers and whatever else generations there are because dating culture has just changed there's just a constant the grass is always greener right which is why i don't believe in monogamy because 
everyone thinks that. <laughs> and I don't know, like in LA, I can't tell you how many people have tried to date me that have girlfriends, like secret girlfriends. <laughs> yep. Why are you on fucking dating app? You know? And so it's like, you'll, they'll date me, they'll talk to me. And then like, I won't talk to them for a bit. I'm like, hey, you want to hang out? They're like, sorry, I have a girlfriend. I'm like, now you're saying this? Like, at least you're saying this. This is good. <laughs> so they're not disclosing it at first. No, they don't disclose it at all. It's like, I see it on their Instagram. That literally just happened to my friend. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. And like, I'm convinced like this one guy that I like actually like, I'm convinced that he has like a whole wife or girlfriend or something because it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Like, I've never been rejected in a way that I've been rejected. And it's not even like rejection. It's just like, only wants one thing for me and one thing only, which is sex, which I just have not given to him. And I just think like all these guys have girlfriends, sure. And then when they when they see that I'm not not gonna give them sex because that's like my new thing, like I'm not gonna fuck you, so fuck you. <laughs> then, <laughs> yeah, there's just on to the next one. And I'm not saying that I'm like, I just think you know it's just weird. I don't, it's, yeah. I don't know. I feel you. Me and my last boyfriend were also open, partly because I was moving and I was like, this is like, like, I, like we weren't, I wasn't really, we weren't really doing anything either, but it was just kind of like, I'm about to move. Like, how can I fully invest when I'm like leaving? And I kind of have the same like perspective as you is just like how the cultures change with like dating apps and like communication um, and even like hustle culture, even with like work, like everyone, I feel like myself included is so busy with other things it's really hard to like add a relationship on top of that and people just grow distant with things like that so it's just kind of like yeah I don't know it's it's hard to imagine one person people change too yeah that's I don't know definitely a thing that you can compare London to LA with is um there's like a work-life balance in Europe in general that just does not exist in America and so maybe yeah. that is also why there's like less relationships in, in the like the hustle city of the, the states, you know, which is everyone goes to LA to hustle, right? They all have some yep. sort of plan, whether they want to be in acting, marketing, advertising, whatever. You move to LA where it's like the most competitive city versus New York and stuff. So you're going to fucking hustle there. And when you hustle in America, that's working like 50 to 60 hours a week, like no work-life balance, like work is your life and job. And that was something that I'm like so grateful that I did not grow up here in like my young adulthood because in Europe and in England, like there's more of a balance. Like work is not your only life. Productivity is not like who you are as a person. It's good to be productive. It's good to be successful, but like there is life outside of work. And coming back here, I realized like, damn, like no one goes, you don't even have holidays here. Like what? You know, there's hardly any paid holiday leave in comparison. So it's just a little... A little cray cray. Like, there's only two weeks here, right? Most for most companies, yeah, it depends. Yeah, but yeah. So I know it's like slightly changing, but yeah, the hustle. And when again, it's a good and bad thing. Like the wages are way higher here. Like you get way more money here, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But like, yeah, there's less time to focus on other parts of your life. Sad. I'm like teary. <laughs> yeah, oh, but bye. it's true. I'm like rambling. No, it's true. I miss, I mean, I miss the UK a lot. Even in school, I got like two months off during school and I did like so much traveling. There's just like, it's just so different. Like it's, it's a kind of what you're getting at. It's just really hard to compare. But like when you have 
entire lifestyles, like even outside of dating that are so different, like it trickles into every aspect of your life and like affects everything, including dating and relationships. For sure. Like lifestyles are just so different and like experience is so different. Like you can travel all across Europe for so cheap. Like you can't even Mm -hmm. travel across Europe cheaper than you can travel from state to state on a plane here. It's in the same country. (laughs) Yeah. You know? And so just stuff like that, where it's just like, you're allowed to like appreciate life more. And like the nightlife is like more of an experience. Like you go out, you can go out until 7am. Like you can like club for all weekend. You don't have to go home here. Everything closes at like two. And then there's after hours that you have to like know where to go and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, just the lifestyle is different, which then maybe I think awards you more time to like spend on your interest or on your love life or on you as a person than you have here. Yeah. I know you mentioned too that like ghosting isn't really as much of a thing over there, which could also partly be due to the culture and maybe time, but you were ghosting was definitely more of a thing once you moved here. I think people definitely get ghosted in London too, like 100%. I just didn't know because I was out of like dating world like that. I like officially broke up with my boyfriend in January 2020, but like we were kind of like basically broken up by like November, maybe October, I can't remember. But around then, like I started kind of dating and so did he because like we were open and we didn't know if we wanted to break up. We were just like both exploring to see like what we should do. And um, I started dating this friend who was also like a neighbor. It wasn't like dating, dating, but it was just like having fun, you know, like chilling. <laughs> One day I like got ghosted, like didn't hear from him anymore. And then like, boom, girlfriend. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck. And that was in London. The other time I've been ghosted, I think like, apparently I was annoying on my Instagram. So, so he told all my friends besides me. <laughs> Um, oh my god I had to laugh at that because I'm like the thing with ghosting is that like I have me as a person I like have no problem with rejection people really need to be okay with rejection because rejection is a totally normal thing like think about all the people that come to you that you don't like like I reject people all the time it would be naive and also (laughs) egotistical to think that no one would reject me and so I think like as a culture, because this also exists in England, like people ghost in England too. We just need to, it's about the communication. Like we need to learn how to communicate. And I'm also guilty of this. Like I went on this date again, I told you I tracked 23 year olds, right? And I think maybe he was 23, 24. And everything was like spot on about him besides his age. Like he was like in the human rights, he worked for the UN, like he was really smart, blah, 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 blah. But like I met him and he was just like a little boy. I couldn't like it just he was just so age is just a number. But like his demeanor was so just young <laughs> and yeah, I just couldn't handle it. And I think like I he was intimidated by me. Like he didn't know he just like couldn't pick what we wanted to do. But then like couldn't take let like I felt emasculated by me taking the lead. And so I'm like, I can't with you. And I actually just like left because we were walking around Culver City for like 20 minutes deciding what to do. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like you asked me out here. What are you doing? And so I'm like, I'm sorry, but I'm going. And then he sent me like this insane message. And I was like, what am I doing? Because like I've obviously like 
he's like heartbroken not really but you know like that's what he reacted like and like you don't know me do i like bother responding to you because like do i owe you that explanation after just meeting you for like an hour at the time i decided i didn't because i was like too busy in, in my own shit but like i should we should all myself included i don't know if you deserve that after the first date but if you do anything more than like two dates you deserve to like give someone an explanation even if it's just like hey, sorry, like, you're super nice, but there's just, like, no chemistry. That's it. Like, we should just have something like that saved in our phone because people, like, go insane. People are, like, always wondering, like, oh, what did I do? What did I do? And it's just, like, not fair to anyone because it's not fair when you get ghosted and you shouldn't ghost either. And I'm definitely not, like, a saint when it comes to that. But I've really tried. But when I, like, when it comes to rejecting via text message, like, I have no problem doing it in person. It's, like, a little bit awkward, but I'm just, like, a direct person. But in text message, I also realized that it's, like, a lot easier to just ignore something instead of, like, taking the time to text. <laughs> and so, yeah, I think, like, I, my new conclusion is to just have, like, a standard formula set in my notes to just copy and paste. Copy and paste. <laughs> yeah, I know that's mean, but, like, it's better than not saying anything at all. I don't know. Yeah. But the ghosting in LA, oh my god, that is on a new level. The ghosting in LA is a new level I've never experienced before. And how so? Because it's just like, that is the standard way to treat people, is to just ghost them. Like, I had someone, I only went on a date with him a few times, but like, he was cool. I thought there was like a connection, you know? And then, I think it was like New Year's Eve or something, we didn't sleep together. But we were supposed to hang out and like I would have eventually slept with him for sure because like I thought he was hot. There was like a connection. I at least thought there was a connection. And <laughs> like long story short is like I we were supposed to like go. He like rode a motorcycle. And so we were supposed to go on a motorcycle like bike ride that I was like so excited about because I'm terrified of him. And I wanted to like conquer my feels for the new year. The motorcycle ride never comes into fruition. He like ghosted me for a week and then messaged back and was like hey sorry i'm just getting back into like pilot school so i was like no problem like just let me know when you're free crickets and so like i'm not gonna chase you that's not my cup of tea but like why are you liking every single one of my my instagram photos that i post after ghosting me and then <laughs> not only that but you like you find me on hinge and you like me on hinge I'm like, no. What? Stop. Yes. Yes. Oh, and God. So what? This is insane. I obviously exited him, but I'm like, what? This is crazy. There's this, like, this other boy that I actually dated before I decided to become celibate. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> no, LA has made me into a nun. But, like, there's this other guy that, like, just had, like, some, some crazy mental health problems. Again, 20 fucking four or 23 maybe and i'm like i i refuse this is why i went celibate because i was only attracting 23 year olds and i'm like this has to stop this has to stop and so they <laughs> he just like he, gen z is so weird with the internet like if you don't reply <laughs> if you like read a message and you don't reply straight away it's seen they unsend it that's so weird like i'm doing things i'll respond to you in a second like what he like blocked me on instagram for no reason then said sorry like i did i didn't do anything and like you blocked me on instagram okay but then you find me on hinge again 
So then you unblock me on Instagram so that I can see your Instagram because then you watch my story. It's just so weird. Oh my God. This is why I hate Instagram. I don't understand Instagram flirting. It's so weird. But like, yeah, I don't know. I've been ghosted quite a lot. Well, not really because I haven't really dated anyone. But like the, the pilot one was like the funniest ghosting I've experienced. And people are just like weird. Like I've also been told by guys that like they're not allowed to show emotion. They have to play it cool. Like they're not allowed to tell you that they like you straight away. And I've realized that there's like weird control. Like people like play like weird, weird games, like weird texting games. It's like you do not have to wait a whole day to text me back. Like I'm not expecting a text back straight away. I'm not going to unsend my messages. But like, what are you doing for 24 hours that you cannot text back? And so I just like personally refuse to text now. Because I, like, can't be bothered to play those games. So, like, I'll either just, like, FaceTime you if we're planning on doing something or call you because, like, I can't. And if you can't do that, then, like, that's cool. We don't hang out. <laughs> and Damn. people find that, like, I know, but I just, like, don't. Like, I'm, like, too old. I don't yeah. have time to play games with people. And, like, it just, like, weeds them out. And this is what I told all my friends in London and L.A. Like, I'm sorry that it has to be like this. It really sucks, but like you can't, you're not even allowed to have a friends with benefits relationship anymore because like it just doesn't exist. Like they're gonna like, they're not gonna respect you. They're gonna fuck you once and then they're gonna ghost you. And that makes no one feel nice. I'm sorry, it just doesn't. Doesn't make you feel nice. If you get ghosted after having sex with someone, it's just not nice. And I'm like, even if you like someone, you can't fuck them. You just can't because it weeds out what they want. Like if someone actually wants something more to than you from you than sex then like they will be consistent and if they don't then they're gonna fall off the wagon and it's just true and it really sucks for women because it's like we're like having to oppress our sexuality but i'm like look if you like someone do not fuck them go fuck someone else just don't fuck them <laughs> dude this is or like celibacy. yeah this is all true I can confirm what you're saying is completely true. Yeah, because it's, yeah, it's either one night stands or they really like you and they get like super clingy and it's just like insane. So it, it's like truly like you have to almost like revert back to the quote olden days of like dating and like wait five dates and see if like it's going to be a thing or yeah. fuck someone you don't like, literally. <laughs> yeah, like with the pilot thing, like literally with the pilot guy, like I did not want a relationship. Like, I was actually an emotionally unavailable person for a long time. I think that's why I like went on my like vow of not dating at all because I was just like, maybe that's why I was attracting emotionally unavailable people because I just was not ready to be in a relationship. I wanted absolutely not, not a thing. That's why I had to laugh at the pilot because I'm like, literally, I was just trying to get to know you as a person, as like a friend to establish some sort of friendship and like the, the friends, the benefits would have came. But like, you have to like, I don't fuck, like, again, no judgment to anyone else. But like, personally with me, like, I think sex is an exchange of energy. And like, you're not allowed to give me your demons. Okay. I need to know who you are as a person. <laughs> I just yeah. do. I need to know who you are as a person. And I also need to trust you because then sex is better when you trust someone. For me, again, that's what I'm yeah. saying. And so, yeah, I wasn't even afforded that. It's like people don't allow you to like be this free, sexually liberated person. They think that you're trying to like wipe them up. And I'm like, bitch, that's not what I wanted to do, you know? Yeah. But then London is not better than them because London, when I went back like last September, 
the fun the moral of the story is we're still friends now and we talk like we're genuinely friends but like he was shocked that i like wanted to become a friend with him because all he was used to is just like fucking someone and having no relationship with them at all but i didn't want to be his girlfriend he like couldn't fathom that and even then to this day i was shook like we were hanging out all the time like a lot you know because i generally liked him as a friend um and also i wasn't there for very long and it was just fun and i needed that fun but then when i left i'm like oh my god i almost said his name i'm like well he's gonna know if he listens anyways but i was like um (laughs) how many people have you been seeing whilst you were with me and he was like seven and i was like no Why so even juggle that many people? That's what I'm oh saying. My God. I was working all the time. Number one, I was pissed off because like fucking COVID, dude. I was hardly seeing anyone, and you're like infecting me with seven other people's saliva. Like, what the fuck? You know? And then I'm like, how do you even manage that? And I don't know if he's lying or not, still to this day. Like we he won't really talk about it, but then when i came back from england and i had the fucking weirdo that blocked me on instagram for nothing again was being like a psycho if i didn't answer his messages i was like no no more no more dating and then in the pilot in the the pilot that was my last straw actually i lie i dated a few people after that but like you know i just from the pilot that was when i was like i refuse to have sex with you I refuse to have sex with you. I'm not fucking anyone. You have to put in the work. And there was like this artist guy that I dated who put in the work. But like, again, I just didn't know if I was like, I just didn't know if I wanted to fuck him yet. That's it. And like, he tried. He tried. All right. And then I didn't create. I didn't hear from him since then. And he was like a supposed nice guy. So you just never know in LA. You never know. The nice guys are always the worst, in my opinion. They always sneak up on you at the end. Yeah. But yeah, I was celibate for a very long time, too, because I also had like terrible experiences with the last couple guys in L.A. and stopped talking to them, partly on my end, some of them on their end, just because like we would like be talking and then we'd get together and we were like, eh, this is not going to work out. So I definitely feel you on that. and. Like I used to, I've definitely changed a lot as I've gotten older, but back in Philly, like there was a guy that we were very much like benefits only, like don't text me when it's daylight. (laughs) But then it got to a point where like, he thought I wanted something more from him where I don't know where he got that since again, like did not talk to him in the daylight, like before one o'clock in the morning. And he just started getting like rude and disrespectful, like would like roll over so I had like no room in like the bed and was like kind of like rude to me and I would like go to the bathroom and he'd like sprawl out so I like couldn't get back in the bed and I was just like no dude like I don't want to talk to you anymore like honestly like it's just you have to be respectful and like clearly that wasn't there probably because to your point like we didn't know each other aside from the benefits portion I'm saying benefits because I know my dad still listens to this but um yeah so I I get that's why like I'm the same like I don't especially in LA just like the type of guys I'm meeting and the added layer of like the distance and like how am I gonna get home it's one harder to do that and two it's just like the people like half of them make me want to like I've met some really cool people but the other half make me want to roll my eyes so I just like don't care to as much like engage in a one-night stand like I would rather like I really care a lot more about 
personality and like getting to yeah. like a quality person since I've moved here. For sure, for sure. And maybe that's us getting older, but like I feel like I've always been like it that. It could be. I never had to worry about someone not respecting me before. I'm like, what is this new? Yeah, it's just I don't know. Dating culture, dating culture is weird. Dating culture is like, and then when I was totally fine with creating again, I keep talking about this one time I shot shoot my shot, but like I was like, I need. I'm like an incel. I can't be like this anymore. <laughs> Jokes, guys. I'm not an incel. I, I condone incel culture, but you know, I'm like, <laughs> why am I born again virgin? You know, like what the hell? This is not fair. And so I'm like, okay, let's think. I've only had like one one piece of chemistry in this whole dating time where like you know you can't buy chemistry like that stuff exists and he wasn't the hottest guy around but like there was just so much chemistry so I'm like okay I'm gonna explore this chemistry I'm gonna shoot my shot I don't care like and I like broke all the rules like I didn't give a fuck if he didn't answer like I didn't give a fuck if he wasn't pursuing me like I just I went for it right but then what I got I was not happy with because again I have morals and respect for myself so, like, even though I was happy to explore the, like, benefit situation, I wasn't expecting a boyfriend out of this. But then, like, if I offer to, like, create a cute date and, like, you're too scared to leave your house because of COVID and I'm, like, can I, like, bring you, like, Prosecco and some, like, sushi and, like, we can, like, chill and blah, 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 blah. Fine. That's fine. I don't expect anything out of that after. But, like, do not text me at 1230 at night. I'm not doing that. I know that people are like fine with doing that, but like I'm not doing that. I'm not coming over at 12:30 at night and leaving at 7 in the morning. People pay women to do that and it's a total legit job. So why are you doing someone's job for free? That's just my point of view. Get a daddy at that point. That's what I'm saying. Like you have to have some sort of respect for me. Like you fake it. Like, you know? And that's why I was like, you know, you are like dumb because I would have totally done that. Like I would have I was in for the kill. I was like, I need to release, <laughs> but I'm not going over at 12 o'clock at night. Like, I'm sorry. And I know that that's what you have with the other guy, but like, it's just not me. And I'm not going to force myself to be like that. So then again, I'm still born again, Virgin Mary. Yeah. Who's, who's losing here? I don't know. Maybe it's me because <laughs> I'm stubborn. Listen, there's a reason. There's a reason I have three vibrators. I can give you some recommendations if you want. <laughs> I have the whole store, honey. The womanizer. So. Anyone that lives in <laughs> life, I re- highly recommend the womanizer. Just saying. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I mean, part of it's probably we're getting older, but I definitely, regardless of my age, like immediately there was a shift once I moved here and kind of got acclimated. So I've always been respected. I've always had like loving relationships and like I actually low key really miss it. I like miss being able to like cuddle with someone and like have that intimacy and love. Like I like, I need that as a person. Like, I'm a cancer. I just need that. And so it's just sad that it's, like, non-existent. And, like, I really hope everyone on Hinge is like, what are you looking for? And I'm like, literally a fall cuddle. (laughs) I know that sounds so... Fall cuddle, that'll be a winter blanket. Yes, a fall cuddle to a winter blanket because that's all I miss. Like, sex is great for sure. But, like, the intimacy and, like, the love. I just miss it. We'll find it one day. Maybe we'll have to import some people to LA somewhere else. <laughs> Will we find it in LA? I don't know. I like, yeah. I, this is my new theory. Like if it doesn't happen this winter, it's never happening because like 
we just had like you know shot girl summer Bax and wax baby after being locked down for so much that was <laughs> back here and kicking and like everyone knows that like maybe a lockdown is simmering in the air even if you want to like live in or we don't know but we know that delta's here right and so like people have to be out of their fucking minds if they ever want to experience last winter single again because i certainly do not yeah. it was horrible and so like men must feel the same single men must feel the same surely surely i don't know though it's funny because um, Alexis was talking to me about this the other day and these guys were texting me and I like was really burnt out and didn't feel like responding. And then I immediately texted them back after she scared exactly. the shit out of me. <laughs> exactly. Like, why would we ever want to go through winter 2020 again in winter 2021 alone? Because I can assure you, like, I definitely needed that. I would have never spent that much alone time ever. And I learned so much about myself. But, like, life would have been so much easier if you just had, like, a little bit of a distraction with some love. That's all I'm saying. So we'll see. I think that winter 2021 slash fall, I mean, we're going into cuffing season. I've never experienced cuffing season in L.A., but cuffing season in London is a fucking thing, let me tell you. And so, like, we'll see if it, if it exists. And if it doesn't exist, I give up all hopes on L.A. for ever finding romance whatsoever. Cuffing season's definitely a thing in Philly, but I feel like I haven't really had a chance to, to see about it here because I moved here in, in September, like, two years ago. So, like, I was still acclimating, so I wasn't really, like, paying attention to it that much. Um, and then it was COVID. But I feel like, I don't know, I, I've heard, like, mixed things because it's, I mean, it gets cooler in the winter, but it's still warm year round. But I wonder if it's going to be like COVID cuffing, like COVID is creating a cuffing season, you know? I never thought about that. Duh. Like even in the winter, it's like summer. Yeah. Maybe that's why people are like that here. There's no, because in in London, it's fucking cold and raining all the time. So you never want to leave your house. Therefore, if you don't leave your house, you want love inside the house. yeah but i never actually thought about that like maybe the weather has a big thing to why love is so non-existent in la because it's constant summer (laughs) constant sunshine constant fun but this is covid baby that's what i'm saying so if this doesn't happen we're all fucked we need to leave we need to move to the midwest oh my god shoot me now i'd never do that but um we'll see we need to we need to make another podcast in in October and and make an update about what's happened. <laughs> we'll do a live. We'll do we'll do an Instagram live um at one of the box parties on the beach. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but that's only in a month. That's a one month away. Okay, we'll schedule another one. <laughs> <laughs> you better bring one of those men that messaged you. Have you turned into a fuck boy now? We'll see how it goes. <laughs> but that's what I mean, like that because people are such fuckboys, even women are women are like now saving themselves by becoming fuckboys themselves. Like being emotionally unavailable, like not being too available. Just this is what I've experienced watching my friends who are like absolute dime pieces, like so hot, so beautiful, so smart, so successful. They're like everything you want, right? But can't find a loving partner. I don't know why. What I realized is that, like, in pr- to protect themselves because they're fi- they're constantly being like ditched. They like have these like walls and barriers, which I for sure t- to do too. Like, don't trust, and so it's just like a toxic circle all around. And I really just think that people need to learn how to communicate, but like, men just don't know how to communicate. 
again generalization that i'm happy to make at the moment but like nine times out of ten they just can't so like what are we doing here how do we fix it i don't know yeah i feel like i'm an accidental fuck girl because i too am taking part of la hustle culture and i'm just like so busy all the time like with my regular job like doing this like trying to catch up with friends because i prioritize my friends over dating like right now especially because like i haven't really met anyone that i'm like oh my god like have to go out with them like you know like they're just kind of guys i'm like okay you know so then i get these texts especially with guys i'm meeting out at bars and i'm like and i'll respond and then like two weeks go by and i'm like oh i forgot and then it's like two weeks so for sure and like life just goes by so fast and also i prioritize my friends i'm pretty sure i left a fucking date to hang out with you (laughs) and that guy ghosted me yes wait you did leave a date to hang out with me no okay so the date that i left on which wasn't a date this is what men are sneaky i was like i'm going to hang out with my friends i'm going here you are going you are welcome to come like it's a bar so you can come like come meet them because i'm a people's person like i always invite people to everything it doesn't matter who you are like it's just not that serious in my eyes like let's chill you know but i'm not gonna like ditch my friends you can come with me it doesn't mean that you're my boyfriend chill the fuck out um and he was like no 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 come hang out before and like it just so happened that he lived i swear you were like with our friends rom and he lived just around the corner for rom and i was like okay i'll hang out with you and then we're all going to this restaurant you're welcome to come just saying and he was like yeah okay okay we'll have a few drinks and then we'll go but his his attack plan was not to come with me his attack plan was to get me so drunk which worked i was wasted dancing and having the time of my life on top of the roof and it was actually really fun like there was loads of chemistry we were dancing on the roof it was like the sunset it was really fun and romantic but like boom 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 his action plan was to get me back downstairs to try to have sex with me and i was like nope sorry i'm going to dinner with my fucking friends (laughs) and i laughed i peace and black yeah i was like come to venice i had a bad date and you were like okay <laughs> yeah and so then i left and then i more of the story like his his like tactics didn't work on me he knew that i like wouldn't be able to go with those tactics so i never heard from him again yeah well but you want to know what i'm i'm grateful because again imagine how shit i would have felt if i had sex with him and then he ghosted me I do not like that. That's one thing I cannot handle. Ghosting after sex is just like you feel so used. Maybe it's just me. It triggers me. I do not like it. I refuse to. And that's why I'm so strict about who comes into my inner circle. That's fair. Well, thanks, Alexis, for joining us. So we talked about a lot of different topics. So Instagram culture, beauty culture, ghosting and how shitty it is. So please don't do it. I need to get better myself and have a pre-saved note in my phone (laughs) that's what i'm saying yes so i think overall there's you know some minor differences between la and london culture but some of that just has to do with the general lifestyles there and how that can trickle down into dating but they also have some similarities and some of the differences and similarities also just might have to do with general like millennials and gen z and how dating in general has changed with communication and dating apps and just LA being such a hub for Hollywood and the focus of beauty and how that plays into things. Whereas, you know, there is a focus on clout and things in London, but maybe not to the same extent um, of LA. But 
Thank you, Alexis, for joining and chatting with me and sharing all of your thoughts and stories. Love, love to hear it. Thank you for having me. And everyone, we will have a moral update in October whether <laughs> LA is actually possible to find love. <laughs> Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Dun, 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 dun. I'd like to thank everyone that's helped make this podcast possible, specifically Kayla McNulty that helped create the podcast, Laura Williamson, Ray Zaragoza, The Kid Inside, Ellie Bernstein, Maggie DeBerardine, and Lindsay Weiner that all helped contribute in some sort of way. You can find us on Instagram at swipeyswipewest, send us a DM with any questions, comments, suggestions. Thank you all again for listening. Have a great rest of your week.